Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. The devil's not going to have the final say, amen? It should irritate you a little. Those are issues, and the only way we're going to fight back is by relying on God's anointing to break those things. Amen? Relying on God's anointing to to fill me, to fill you with his power where you just walk in a room and the answers have been there. Glory to God. What's the answer? The answer is the gospel. Amen? Every one of you, God's going to touch today, and God's going to fill you with his spirit today to break every curse of the enemy. Amen? The break every curse. The devil's not going to have the final say in Byron. The devil's not going to have, people say, well, Illinois, Byron, Illinois may have gone too far. No, it's going to turn around because there's an army of the Lord being raised up for such a time like that. And I see you being raised up. I see the anointing coming on you and destroying every yoke of bondage and setting you free and other people free in Jesus' name. Glory to God. The anointing is for every believer, anyone in this room that calls themselves a believer. It's, it's, it's an anointing from God to walk in full power. Amen. Somebody wants to know what is the anointing. The anointing is the manifest, if you're taking notes, the manifest power of God. The anointing is God's manifest power walking in through you. Glory to God. Where you just see the supernatural. Our job is to do the natural. God's job is to do the supernatural. Amen. And we, and listen, I'm telling you. Someone might say, well, I've, I've always only heard about miracles. Well, you're going to see miracles. Amen. Miracle, it's not lay, let the pastor lay hands on the sick. Let the evangelist lay hands. No, it's the believer laying hold of God's word, God's power, taking authority and laying hands on the sick. Glory to God. And I see you doing that. I see you seeing things in this world that irritate you. That I, I wish somebody does something. No, it's going to be you. Glory to God. It's going to say it's going to be me. I don't know everybody in this city. But I'm sure a lot of you know more people. A lot of you can go. You probably know where drugs are being sold. A lot of you know where there's trouble. A lot of you know where there's no good going on right now. And it's going to take you just to say enough is enough. I'm not going to have this in my city. Enough is enough. I'm not going to allow the enemy to take another child out, another overdose. I'm not going to put up with it. Glory to God. You get, you get a, like a, a Holy Ghost anger inside of you where you say enough is enough. The devil can't touch my family. The devil can't have my kids. I'm not being sick another moment. I'm sick and tired of being sick. That's what you're going to say to yourself. I'm sick and tired of being sick. I'm sick and tired of seeing other people sick. I'm going to get this uh, the anointing from God, the anointing from heaven, and I'm going to move when God tells me to move. Glory to God. If that's you, let the Lord hear you say, that's me, Lord. How many people want to be used by God? It's going to take you to, it's going to take you sacrifice. What does that mean, sacrifice? Freely giving something up. And that's time. Spending time with God. Any, if you look in the Bible, all across the Bible, anytime God anointed somebody, it was for a divine purpose. It wasn't just to make me feel good, make me warm and cuddly. Oh, I feel the anointing. No, it's for a purpose, glory to God. It's for a reason. 
what, what I feel in my spirit, God's anointed, it's, it's for you. I came here for you. I came here for your pastor. I came here to blow the fire of God on you where you can catch the vision of souls, catch the vision of this. We're in the last final moments. Look what's happening. You saw the video, the sound clips. We're in, we're in borrowed time. And I'm telling you, God's going to use you. Amen. God is going to use you. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn. If you're doing the, the scripture on there, pull up the amplified version. Um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. Hallelujah. We're not playing games here. Amen. We're going to get this anointing on us, in us, and through us, and we're going to see people change. And it's going to start with you, amen? It starts on the inside, and then God uses you to do the outside work. Glory to God. You all got your Bibles? If you don't have your Bibles, just borrow your neighbors. Amen? That's what my mother-in-law would say. If you don't have your Bibles, just borrow your neighbors. <laughs> but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Say, I have an anointing. Maybe that's good for the Baptist, but this is a Holy Ghost church. Say it like you mean it. I have an anointing. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specially gifted, and prepared by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. That's what that means. You are anointed. You have special giftings from God. Say that to your neighbor. You have special giftings from God. Turn around and say that to somebody else. You, know, you have special giftings from God. Somebody wants to know, why is he making me say this? Because the, the more you say it, the quicker you get the revelation. Repetition equals revelation. So the more you say it, the more you speak it into your spirit, speak it into your body. That's why confession is, is crucial. I'm confessing the word of God on you. I declare that you have an anointing from God. According to the Bible, you have an anointing, special giftings. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And all of you know that the truth, because he teaches us, illuminates our minds and guards us from error. That's the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. If you have your Bible, turn now to Luke chapter 4. Verse 18, you could do it amplified if you want. Hallelujah. Whew, glory to God. You're going to catch this tonight, and you're going to leave here different. Amen. You're going to leave here changed. You're going to leave here full, filled with God's power, overflowing. Amen. Your children ain't going to recognize you. Your friends aren't going to recognize you. Why? Because you've just been with the Lord. Amen. You've just been with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you know, the Bible says there's one baptism, but there's multiple infillings. Some of you, you you're going to receive such an infilling, the Lord's going to expand your capacity in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released. The blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. Say, the Spirit of the Lord, Lord. is upon me, for he has anointed me. Say, I am anointed. Say, I am anointed. Say it one more time. I am anointed. Glory to God. Now somebody might say, well, I don't feel anointed. How many of you know we don't run, we're not ran by our feelings? It doesn't matter what I feel like. 
You know, my wife and I, we travel all across America uh, to different countries. You know, there's sometimes where our bodies are, are just tired. But I don't go with what my body wants to do. I'm not moved by my feelings. I'm moved by the Holy Spirit. And whenever I feel weak, whenever I feel weary, I just go to the word where he says, don't be weary for well-doing. And then I ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need you to quicken me. I need you to quicken me, Holy Spirit. And then he quickens me. He comes in like a wind. My Glory to God. When I, we were in Cuba, we did nothing but run. We did nothing. We were, I can't even imagine. We were on one side of the island. One time we were in um, Havana. The next, what's the name of the other city? Byron. Almost Byron, Illinois. How do you like that? Amen. But we did nothing but run. Where somebody, I would preach two times a day. It was just nothing but preaching, preaching, preaching. Someone wants to know, how do you do that? Doesn't your body get tired? No, I don't get tired. Because the Bible says, as I refresh others, I myself shall be refreshed. Glory to God. God's not stupid. Glory to God. He's not up there saying, I'm going to call you to be an evangelist and travel, and and you're going to have to rest in between. No. His anointing will carry you to every victory, every battle. Glory to God. And that's what I see happening to you. I see God touching you. I see God pouring on you his anointing from heaven and where you could be naturally tired you're just going to rely on his anointing to break that yoke hallelujah hallelujah turn to uh, Isaiah if you have this you could put it on the King James version Uh, Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 hallelujah hallelujah someone wants to know why are you talking about the anointing because Sometimes the believers, you get so worn out that you just need the uh, God's a refresher. Glory to God. And that's what I'm doing. I'm refreshing you tonight. Amen. You're going you're gonna to walk out of here whole and healthy. Why, why do I know you're going to be walking out of here whole and healthy? Because you can't spend time with God and not get refreshed. When Jesus saw people sick, what did he do? He healed them. The Bible says he went around doing good, not evil, not bad. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that thy burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulders and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. When the anointing comes on you, anything that would try to slow you down or stop you breaks off of you. Anything that tries to slow you down, stop you, a hindrance. God hates hindrance. He hates you being slowed down. Because I said it this morning in the book of 1 John, as he was, so are you. Jesus was anointed by God. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost. And then what happened? His ministry started. And did he take a side job? Did he, did he take a, um, you know, a, a break, a vacation? No. He began to run. He began to to look for problems where he can solve. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you can't say it about Jesus, you can't say it about yourself. Jesus was anointed. I am anointed. Say, I am anointed. If you're taking notes, write that down. If you can't say it about Jesus, you can't say it about yourself. Because as he was, so am I in this world. Jesus wasn't broke, busted, and disgusted. He wasn't sick. He went around doing good. Glory to God. 
He went around preaching the word. He went around healing people. He went around teaching the gospel. Glory to God. He went around doing all that. He said, I must be about my father's business. That's what Jesus did. So you can't say I'm sick. You can't say I'm hurting right now. You can't say I'm going through a finance. No, you're not. You're coming out in Jesus' name. I said, you're coming out in the name of Jesus. You're not going to finish this year weak. You're not going to finish this year in lack. No, you're going to finish this year strong. You're going to finish this year filled with God's power. Doesn't matter what you feel like. Doesn't matter what the doctors say. Well, you got diabetes. You got a thyroid disease. Oh, you can't run because you're late. No, it doesn't matter what anybody says. You're coming out in Jesus' name by the power of God, by the anointing of the Holy One. You come out strong in Jesus' name. And if that you let the Lord hear you with a mighty amen say that's me I'm coming out strong hallelujah because why I am anointed say it again I am anointed I'm anointed to do the work of the gospel I'm anointed to see people healed and set free I'm anointed I am the child of the most high God glory hallelujah I'm not trying to get healed. I am healed. I am free. I'm not trying to get set free from addiction. No, I am free. You know, somebody wanted me to pray for them because they smoked a lot. And I said, you are going to allow that leaf to have that much dominion over you. Think about that for a second. Tobacco is a leaf. I said, "You, you look at that. Step back and look at it. That's a leaf that has control over you, that will wake you up in the middle of the night. Oh, I got to go outside in a freezing cold. There's, free, there's people outside right now smoking a cigarette. Why? Why? Because you, you don't have dominion over that. And with God's anointing, that will break off of you. With God's anointing, those habits will break off of you. Why? Because the anointing is there to separate. The anointing is there to make you live holy, right, and justified. Glory to God. That means you don't need to sin anymore. That means you don't need to make a practice of sinning and coming to the altar every single week. No. One touch from God will set you free. One touch from the King of Kings will make you look like an example for others. Glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Acts 1.8, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power to be a witness. Glory to God. You're going to leave here a witness for God. You're going to leave this church a witness filled with God's power. I just experienced God's power. I just experienced his presence. Glory to God. Someone, someone said to me, Mike, could you ever turn away from the Lord? I said, I've seen too, much, too many miracles. I've seen so much evidence of God's love. I can never turn my back on him. I can never. And so shall it be for you today. You're going to leave this room feeling, feeling the fire of God coming on you and changing you. You're not going back to your old habits. Your old habits are going back to hell in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released. What does that mean, the captives will be released? That's people in bondage, people that are in fear, people that don't even, you know, want to leave their house because they're afraid of coronavirus. They're afraid, oh, they might get sick. That's bondage. That's fear. That's wicked. That is of the devil. You're anointed to break that. When you pray for people, you're going to see a difference in your prayer because the Holy Spirit will pray through you, glory to God. His perfect will, that's praying in the Holy Ghost. 
You're, you're caused, you, you're here on earth to destroy all the works of the enemy. And once you catch that, that God wants to touch you, God wants to feel you, you know, people could testify, I'm totally healed. And then the, the, you're just sharing your testimony. God touched me, I'm totally healed. Just your testimony alone will, will destroy every work of the enemy. Just hearing somebody testify, this is what I've experienced. Nobody could take your testimony away from you. It's yours. The Lord gave it to you. The Lord, the Lord set you free from that. That is why the anointing is so important. Because it breaks things off of you. Glory to God. Just lift your hands. Where are you at? Lift your hands. I feel the anointing coming on. In Jesus' name. That thing's coming off of you right now. The hand of God comes on you in the name of Jesus. Every, every form of bondage comes out now in the name of Jesus. And the fire of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, there it is, coming right through your whole body. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. I hold an eviction over every spirit of infirmity. I adjure you by the power of the Holy Ghost. You come off my brother right now in Jesus' name. That's it. And it shall not return in Jesus' mighty name. That's the fire of God going right through you in Jesus' name. It's not emotion. That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost coming right through you. Strength is coming into your body right now in Jesus' mighty name. A creative miracle for the glory of God in Jesus' name. You can test yourself. You can do something. And you'll see God's doing something right now. I, I came to harass the devil. I came to harass the devil tonight, church. You're not leaving the same way. I said, you're not leaving the same way. I came to harass the devil. Every spirit of infirmity that's tied to your life, it, it leaves now in the name of Jesus. It returns to sender in the, name of the, in the name of Jesus because the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. You know, and the Bible says in the book of Numbers that God can't lie. I spent three days preaching, this, uh, preaching in this church that God cannot lie. It is God's written will and testimony for you that, that you are to be healed. What happened with the lady with the issue of blood? She pushed forward. She said, I heard about this man named Jesus. He went going around doing good. And she said, if I could just touch the, his hem, I know I will be healed. That was the anointing. And what did... Jesus, everyone knows the story. Jesus turned around and somebody has touched my garment. What happened? That was virtue. He said, virtue. His, his disciples said, master, look how many people are here. I, I give you the Michael translation. Forget about it. Don't you know, Jesus, there's so many people over here. It's like uh, going into the Jet Stadium. There's so many people here, shoulder to shoulder. How do you know somebody touched you? I, I felt virtue. The anointing, leave my body. I felt virtue, leave my body. I felt the anointing, leave me. He turned around and looked, and what did he say? He saw the lady. He said, lady, your faith has made you whole. That's the anointing coming on her that broke her, broke her sickness, broke her disease. Hallelujah. I see the same thing coming on for you in Jesus' name. I see the anointing come, lift your hands. I see the anointing coming on you. In Jesus' name, I see the anointing coming on you right now. In Jesus' mighty name, in the name of Jesus, in the name, there it is, in the name of Jesus, be healed for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, the fire of God, because he can't lie. 
in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The anointing will cause you to destroy every enemy in your life. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms. I'm going to give you the Michael translation for the sake of time. Because we don't need to spend hours. We don't need to spend hours here tonight. Because the, the anointing is evident right now. I'm speaking faith. You're leaving here injected with faith. You're not going to take my word. You're going to take the Lord's word. You're going to take the Lord's word. The story of uh, David. Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel 16. So everyone, you know the story of this. Verse 4. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed. When he arrived to Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong? They asked. Do you come in peace? Yes, Samuel replied. I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Purify yourself. So he's, he's going over. Everyone thinks they're in trouble because he's there. But he's actually, Samuel's there to anoint the new king. Amen. He's anointed a new king. The Lord told him to stop mourning and get back to work. Some of you are here right now. I'm, I feel to tell you, get back to work. Get back to serving God. Get back serving this house. Get back to it. Get back to it. Joy comes in the morning. Sorrow is only permitted for one night. And then you go back and attack. You know, my father went home to be with the Lord about five years ago. You know, and my family, I come from an Italian family, and it's just tradition. You know, it's, and I hate tradition. My father passed away, and they said, well, you know, it's not a good idea. I was in the middle of Bible college. It's not a good idea for you to, to go back to school. You should really stay home and take care of mom. And I got really frustrated, you know. And then people like to quote scriptures, you know. Oh, you got to honor your, your mother and father. That's what your dad would want. No, my dad would have wanted me to finish school. It's more honoring to my family to, to, to torment the devil. If I would have stayed home, I would have never met my wife. I would have never fulfilled the call of God. I would always be stuck. You ever get stuck in the snow? Your back tires don't move? Right? Anybody? Anybody experience that? You get stuck in the snow? It's not fun. You feel like you're not going anywhere. And time is just blowing by. That's what I would have been. But instead... I decided, no, the devil's not going to have the final say over my family. He's not going to have the final say over my, my father. I'm not going to deal with religious people telling me what I should and shouldn't do. I'm going to stick it to the devil. I'm going to stick it. I'm going to win souls. I'm going to pluck people out of hell and show them Jesus Christ. That's what I decided to do. Aren't you glad I decided to do that? I get to preach to you tonight. Amen. 
Some of you here, you just been, it's been the same ongoing thing. You feel, you feel stuck. Maybe you feel like, uh, it's, you know, it's, I'm an older person and maybe I shouldn't be doing things. No. Who told you you were old? Some of you saying, I'm retired, I'm enjoying it. Well, get refired, glory to God. Let the anointing of God come on you. I mean, I love the, the Kenneth Hagin. He's, he's gone with the heaven, but I'm still, I'm still listening to his preaching, glory to God. Some of you are very wise with the word, and you decided to put it on the side. No, get back in it. These younger people, they need mentors. Hallelujah. Stop being sorry for yourself. And the only way you're going to not feel sorry for yourself is by the renewing of the mind, which comes by the word, which comes by God's anointing. Because what God's word says over you trumps what everything else means. Glory to God. You're at the right age. You're at the prime age. Someone says, oh, you got to be a certain age to preach. No. You start preaching. You catch the anointing of God and you start doing it. I felt the anointing. I felt the anointing. I was in this, uh, it was an encounter from God I felt. I was uh, invited to go on a missions trip uh, to a really bad state. Maybe you heard of it, Hawaii. It's a really terrible state to do a missions trip. Man, (laughs) send prayers. The beach was so rough, man. It was just so, Lord, deliver me from this evil. But this, this preacher I knew, he was, doing, um, he was doing Holy Ghost meetings in Hawaii. And he would take volunteers. And so I really wanted to go because I've never been to Hawaii. And, and, I, and I, I feel called into the ministry. And I rededicated my life to the Lord. I was hungry for the things of God. And so I said, Lord, I want to go. Could I go? And I felt the Lord gave me the green light. Like Kenneth Hagin, he would see red lights and green lights. Green means go. And I felt the Lord gave me that green light. And so I asked the Lord because I needed about $1,500. And uh, from my past, I, I loaned a lot of money out. And I just, I counted it all as seed. But uh, I got an envelope from somebody that owed me money. Amen. I like those envelopes. And it was $1,500, glory to God. So I, I called the ministry up. I said, here's the money. I got it. Let's go to Hawaii. Where's my uh, hula hoop? Or what is it called? The, the lays or something like that. They actually gave you one. When you got off the plane, they, they gave you flowers. Hula hoop. Where's my mother-in-law? I know she's going to talk to me about this one. A hula hoop. And so I, I went to this trip. I went on this trip. And I felt the fire of God come on me. That's where I could tell you right now because at the time I was going through, I, I used to belong to a cigar club. And I, I used to enjoy, you know, liquor and, and all that stuff. I, you know, I was half in and half out. It was, I was fighting things. And I went back to my home church and I, no one taught about the Holy Ghost. No one taught about the anointing. Just like where I am right now. No one told me that I can get set free from God, that he's got a great plan for me. That, oh, you go through trials and ups and downs, but that's okay, and one day you'll make it, and, and just keep your head up, bud. That's what I got. But I knew there was more. My spirit told me, no, there's more. Don't listen to that. I went on this trip, and it, if I just went for that trip for me, 
it would have been worth it. Because I got touched. It was, it was like 10 days of Holy Ghost surgery where I let the Lord, I humbled myself. And I said, Lord, I don't like these things in me. I don't like smelling like smoke. I don't like not knowing where I've done in, in the nighttime with drinking. I don't, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said, Lord, here I am. Touch me. You know, God will only do, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit will only go where he's invited. That's the truth. The Holy Ghost is not a, you know, someone said, why does the Holy Ghost just touch the president? Because the Holy Spirit won't touch the president. If the, if the president doesn't want to be touched by the Holy Spirit, guess what? The Holy Spirit's hands off. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Glory to God. And he goes where he's, he's celebrated. And he doesn't go where he's, he's just tolerated. And so I felt the fire of God telling me, it's like I physically felt things leave my spirit, leave my body. I knew I was set free. I knew there was no more desire for the world. It was just going forward for God. I knew God's called me into the ministry. I knew I was going to go to school for a couple of years, learn as much as I can, get filled of God's anointing, and then get back to work. And so I remember coming home that day. Just came, flew in. It was like a layover in Arizona. And then JFK, I was living in New York. And I'll never forget it. It was her Friday, and my youth meets on Fridays, Friday nights. So I got home, dropped my bags off. My mom said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to church. I'm going to church because I knew the youth leader. My brother was the youth leader. And he says, you want to preach that night? And I said, yes, I want to preach because I just feel this fire in my bones. Glory. I can't shake it. I feel this anointing. It's got to be poured out. And so I began to preach. Acts 1-8, I just kept repeating it. And you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes. I didn't know how to preach. I still wonder if I knew how to preach. <laughs> I just do what the Holy Ghost wants me to do. And it's been working. Glory to God. It's been working. It's not my ministry. It's the Lord's ministry. And I've been seeing people touch. Those young people got so filled with God. You know, someone says, why, why do people fall out? Why do people fall down? I said, well, it's, it's impossible for you to encounter the most powerful God, the living all-powerful God, and not react. And some people fall down. Some people, I, me personally, I don't care what you do. When I come and pray for you, I don't care if you, if you fall down. It's not, it's, not up to, it's not about, I'm not looking for reactions. I'm, I'm laying my hands on you tonight. And for you to experience God's power, God's presence, I'm coming in agreement with you. And I laid hands on these 20 youth kids. And I'm telling you, the pastor came in, and he couldn't believe what he saw. Kids getting touched, speaking in tongues, filled with God's power. The tangible difference in the room. There was a tangible presence of God. Just like there is now. How many people could say, I feel something. There's something going on. I feel, I feel God's presence in here. I pray for so many young people. I begin to pray and, and ask them if they would like to see the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I just lay my hands on them softly. And then they say, what is that feeling? What is that? That's the anointing. That's the power of God coming on you to change you, to fix you up, to get you filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. And that's what's going to happen to you tonight. You're going to leave here such, such filled. I don't even know if that's proper English, such filled. <laughs> it is now, amen. You're going to get so filled. Sleep is going to be a nice thing for you. You're not going to worry about, oh, 
I, I get tormented in the middle of the night. I pray for this young kid in Cuba, this little boy. His mom would torment them in night because the mom was a practicing witch. And the grandma came up with me. And she said, could you please pray for my son? Could you please pray for my son? He's tormented. He's bitten by demons in the middle of the night. And I ministered to that kid. Because what's the point of praying for somebody if you don't teach them? So I just told this kid, there's power in the name of Jesus. Whenever you feel uncomfortable, you feel uneasy, you just start saying Jesus. You just say Jesus, 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 Jesus. The next day, my wife was preaching and this little boy came up to me, gave me a hug. He, like, jumped up on me and, and, like, gave me a clothesline on my neck and pulled me down. Started kissing my cheek. The grandma said he had such great sleep, he wasn't tormented. He wasn't tormented anymore because there's power in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, there's power in God's anointing. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how old you are, how, how young you may be. No, just one touch separates you. Glory to God. And it separated David. Hallelujah. Samuel came and he, and he, he went and said, where, where? He went to each son. He went to each son and said, no, you're not it. You're not it. You're not it. You could read the whole chapter for homework. Verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by the appearance or height, for I have rejected them. The Lord does not see things the way you see them. People judge on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at it, their heart. David was a farmer dealing with sheep. Sheep stink. They smell. Anybody that works with animals, you know, they, it, it, you, you're, you're not smelling pretty afterwards. But then he said, when David came in, he said, no, before that, what did he say? He said, where's the youngest? Where's David? Because we're not going to sit down until he shows up. That's honor. The anointing will separate you where people that you don't know will just honor you because they see, they reverence the anointing. They see different. Well, this, this person is different. They're not like everybody else. And I see God, I see God touching you where you just don't know people, but you carry his presence. And when you just walk on the scene, everyone looks for you for direction. Glory to God. I see that happening. You just walk on the scene. They'll just look. You must be in charge. You must be in charge. Lift your hand. You must be in charge. I see the anointing coming on you. Even as you minister, you think you might be doing petty tasks, but I see you being very faithful. And God honors faithfulness. And I see God just touching you, exploding your ministry, blessing you everywhere you go. Because you carry an anointing and you reverence the Holy Spirit. That's the fire of God coming on you right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, fill him in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. I see you do it. I see God using you for, for creative miracles. Like I see you praying for the dead. Like I see you praying for the sick. You're not looking at people's faces. No, you're going to keep your eyes on the Lord. And I see God just using you in such a profound way. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Kanda brato mosho toto labam. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So David comes on scene. And as soon as he walks in the room, 
He says, that's the one. The Lord said to Samuel, that's the one. Anoint him. And he was anointed. He was anointed. And what happens one chapter later? What happens one chapter later? He becomes a giant killer. He sees a problem. Glory to God. Catch this. Catch this in your spirit. He sees Goliath cursing God. He sees something he doesn't like. I mentioned this this morning. Does he pray, God, I wish you would strike that giant down? No. He said, I'm going to take that guy down. And the world wants to try to put you in a box. Well, if you want to kill that giant, you got to wear this armor. you gotta, you got to look a certain way. you got to have this sword. And David said, I don't need any of that. I'm relying on God. And I see you relying on God. In Jesus' name, I see you relying on God. One chapter later, David kills the giant. Hallelujah. I see you destroying every obstacle. The Goliath was just an obstacle. It was a test for David. How badly do you want it? He wasn't looking at, at how big he was. He just knew if my God is for me, who could be against me? If God is for you, who could be against you? I see you destroying every obstacle by the anointing in Jesus' name. I see every obstacle being destroyed in your life by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And if you know that's you, let the Lord hear you tonight. Say, Lord, that's me. That's me. Lord. Let them hear you. Say, Lord, I'm hungry for your touch. I'm hungry for your fire. Say, I'm hungry for you to move in my life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The anointing is used in every situation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The anointing will cause you to prosper. How many of you know that? The anointing of God will cause you to prosper. Someone says, well, where is that in the Bible? Well, I'm going to show you where it is in the Bible. Anybody receiving anything tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, you could turn. Where do I want you to turn? Let's turn. To 2 Kings chapter 4. The anointing will cause you to increase financially. You have no problems. Tell your neighbor, I have no, you have no problems. Tell your other neighbor, you have no problems. You two being nice? <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Man. Second Kings chapter 4. One day the widow of a member of a group of prophets came to Elijah and cried out, My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Verse 2. What could I do to help? Elijah asked. Tell me what you have. Tell me what do you have in your house. Isn't that incredible? He says, what do you have 
in your house? She says, nothing. But she had something. She says, nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. See, you may think you have nothing, but you actually have something. You have something. Say, I have something. It's not scriptural for you to be in a financial deficit. You know, givers, tithers, soul winners, you're not going to lack. Amen? You're not going to lack. Some people say, well, you know, you take an offer. I'm not taking, I'm teaching you right now that you can get out of debt. You can get out of debt. You can't pray yourself out of debt, but you can rely on the anointing of God to get you out of debt. By giving. Giving is the only way you can get yourself out of debt. Giving is the only way that you can get yourself out of trouble. Glory to God. This is the anointing. This is, this is the anointing because this woman, sort of man of God, asked a simple question. Well, what do you have? What do you have? Nothing but a, except a flask of oil. <laughs> Glory to God. And Elisha said, Borrow, gave her instructions, say instructions. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Verse 4, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Now shutting the door is powerful because shutting the door represents disbelief. Because what's the first thing people are going to do? Poke their head in the door. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And then... It could, I don't care if it's family or your best friend. They will talk you out of your miracle. They will talk you out. The enemy will use people to talk you out of your miracle. People are used by God uh, and people are used by the enemy. That's the truth. You could, on the, you, there's only two playing fields, folks. Used by God or used by the enemy. That's why it's important to know who your friends are. I can't be friends with everybody. I love everybody. But I can't be friends with everybody. I'm not doing dinner with everybody. I'm not inviting people to my house just because uh, it's the nice thing to do. No. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. That's instructions. She could have said, that's impossible. I'm not going to do it. And she would, she, her two sons would be enslaved. She could have said, that's stupid. No, but she believed the word, the man of God. He had a proof. He had, he had a track record. Glory to God. Then go into your house with your sons, shut the door behind you, and pour olive oil from the flask into jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did what she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars into her, and she was filling one after another. Soon, every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another one, she said. But the son says, there aren't any more. Then the oil stopped flowing. The provision stopped. Her f- and and I, I'm, when I get to heaven, I'm, I'm going to go talk to her because... Like, I wanted to see where her faith was. Like, how many jars did you really get? Did you get 100 jars? 
Did you have bad neighbors that didn't want to borrow? Like, what's the deal? I want to know. Then when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now, instructions again, obedience. Sell the olive oil. Pay your debt. And your sons will live on what's left over. That's a retirement account. Right? Sell the rest. Sell the rest. Do what God, you know, and live on what's left over. That's the overflow. That's the God we serve. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. God used, uses every day regular men and women. A guy that feared the Lord. A prophet. And said, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. You're going to do this and this is what's going to happen. And her life was totally changed. She had a testimony. And I see you leaving with a testimony tonight. I see every, every assignment from the devil leaving you in the name of Jesus. I see the anointing coming on you in the name of Jesus. You in the sound booth, just stand up. The hand of God comes on you. Come right here. Come quick. Hallelujah. That's the fire of God coming on you. That's the anointing coming on you. In Jesus' name, lift your hands. The fire of God comes on you. In Jesus' name, every, every hardship and struggle leaves you because of the anointing coming on you. In Jesus' name, that's it. That's the fire of God. You don't receive it in your head. You receive it in your mind. One hand on your stomach. That's it. Your heart's desire. In Jesus' mighty name. That's the fire of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say, I am anointed. I say, I don't need to feel anointed. I know I'm anointed. Because the Bible says I'm anointed. Say, I am healed. Because the Bible promised me to be, I could be healed. Hallelujah. If you're in this room with all eyes closed, all heads bowed, the first thing for you to receive your miracle, if you haven't yet already, is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The only way you can get to heaven, the only way you should know for sure, is by calling and confessing the name of Jesus. That's the only way. The Bible says life is nothing but a vapor. One minute you're here, the next minute you're gone. No one's promised tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. No one's promised tomorrow. If you're here right now, and if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you once did, and you just felt like your life has been nothing but a roller coaster, and you turned away from the Lord. You know you're not living right. You know there's secret sin that nobody knows about. I don't care if you're related to the pastor. I don't care if your best friend's a preacher. That won't get you to heaven. Your works and deeds won't get you to heaven. I don't care if you're the biggest giver. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is you coming to God, humbling yourself and say, Lord, I need your help. The only way I can live my life is with you. It's one thing to ask God to come in and forgive you and to live in your heart. It's another thing to make him your Lord. I said this to the people this morning. 
A Savior requires thanks. A Lord requires obedience. Knowing that God has the perfect, perfect plan for your life. You know, and I feel in my spirit, people sometimes get messed up because they have that experience-based doctrine. Don't let someone's ex- experience be, be like yours. You break that. You have your own relationship with God. But if you're here right now and if you know I'm talking to you, don't, don't leave this room. Don't leave this church service tonight without getting it right with God. And if you know that's you, I just want you to put your hand up. If you know I'm talking, you know you feel it, your heart's beating really quick. You feel the Lord just telling you it's time for you to get right. It's time for you to get right. I'm going to give it 30 seconds. I'm going to give it 30 seconds. Can't play games with God. I tried. I tried running. And it doesn't work out. Okay? The next thing I want to do, I want to pray for people that you're believing God. Whether it's to be healed, whether it's just for a fire to get into your spirit, whether it's just to, to, to light a spark in you. Whatever you're believing God, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. And if that's you, I'm going to ask you to come to the altar. Ushers, if you could help me, just line everybody up. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com slash partner.